fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Alive. It's alive. It's alive. Welcome to the Black Lincoln Collective Podcast. Oh, this is gonna be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'll make it pop. With your host, Parker. Featuring the sultry sounds of Fred and also Alan on the board. Don't drink beer. And no, now, I only drink let's Kent. start the damn show. I just imagine that drinking a thing of Hennessy. <laughs> 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 it just made me laugh. That's <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, the thing about it is, Fred, that you know, whatever we do for this show, I want to I spread the wealth. Right? Mm. So I want to make sure that you <laughs> oh, and Alan such a get all the beers. Oh, yeah, I mean, yes. But I'm not going to get you good beers. I'm going to buy the beers. Bush and take you and <laughs> yeah. buy them for me. Keystone. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll some Bush Lights. <laughs> so, <laughs> welcome to the 68th edition of Black Lincoln Collective. Yeah, again. <laughs> I like that he waited. Oh, yeah, he did. He did. I know. It's great time, Alan. Of the Black Lincoln Collective Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Parker. I am so thankful that you guys are listening. We had a great show for you tonight. It's going to be huge. And we are, of course, coming to you on the Pop Culture Pros Network and all the Google and Apple and every other kind of podcast app you can think of. Of course, we also have a YouTube, a Twitter, and a Patreon, which Fred's about to donate to to buy himself a beer. So, <laughs> and so, of course, let me introduce uh, the the hostess, the hostesses with the mostesses. It's Fred and Alan. How are you guys tonight? Good man, I'm good. I'm ready. Excited? You excited? I'm excited. Momentarily, we're going to be joined uh, with by Craig and David from uh, CRA Entertainment. They make amazing independent movies, and like we we're like kind of obsessed with them. So, and not in a creepy way, fellas. Um, yeah. Maybe Alan in a creepy way, but we're the rest of us. We're just like, hey, oh, cool. I think they left. So we're joined by them. We can't wait to talk to them about these, uh, some of these amazing movies that they're making. And uh, let's bring them on right now, Alan. All right, let's bring them on. Do you have music? Do you have cl- clapping? I thought you had clapping. I do have clapping. You're supposed to do, you can do two things at once. I see. I can't. Yeah, there we go. One, two, there we go. Our live studio audience loves it. So, again, I apologize for. I'm gonna go ahead and look at David. David, I agree to this. I know. Whatever Alan does, Craig, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you one day, Craig. Try to control him, and he won't. So, uh, like I said, you guys are the guys, the the brain trust behind CRA uh, Entertainment, and again, we've got you guys have got a ton of movies out. So please tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where can we, where can people follow you guys? Well, I'll start real quick. Uh, well, you got to get my name right, E S P I N O S A, but that's okay. I mean, I, I'm, I'm visiting you guys with a lot of gastral expression, so I figured anything goes. You know? <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, add, add you have free range here. You have free range. Don't worry. Range here. Don't worry. <laughs> We try not to, even though we record these things, we 
our thinking is most people probably won't listen to him, so we probably won't get in trouble for much. (laughs) (laughs) It's the good thing about your audience when your audience is like just your parents and like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But no, we are, like I said, we're we're so awesome that you guys are here. Uh, We've been looking forward to this for a long time. We were talking, of course, before the show. Uh, Fred wasn't because he was late, but I called you out on it after all. I did it live on the air, Fred. What are you going to do? But... (laughs) So you guys, obviously, like I said, we're, we're broadcasting here from South Carolina, and you guys are in California, correct? Correct. Yes. And yet, okay. we can watch your movies on all over the place, on YouTube, Tubi, uh, where else? We, I saw, um, where else I see we can watch one? Amazon Prime. Amazon, yeah, Amazon Prime. Prime. And all over the place, of course, your website as well, which Alan, I think, already put up on the board. Yep. Um, but so, yeah, so... Guys, what like I gotta ask? We have a bunch of questions for you. We're not gonna go too crazy. We don't want to like drive you insane or anything like that. <laughs> but or or you know, we'd also of course love to have you back on sometime. So out of like you guys, uh, some of the few, a few movies that we've watched was Love and Quarantine, which just came out. Mm. Uh, Demon Fighter, which I can already tell you is is gonna be a favorite of ours. We love yeah, Demon we're, Fighter. We're big kung fu movie fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like when you add in like Supernatural with kung fu. You know, it's love at first. Yeah, me. Yes. The people down the street. You know, all these are just just great movies. You guys got to check out. But uh, out of all, out of all the movies, since he's off, the out air. of all the movies in all the world, <laughs> <laughs> had to watch this one. <laughs> yeah. Which actually, which one was your the, the favorite one to make? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's tough because they're all hard work. Right. Uh, They all take a lot of preparation. And uh, by the time we get to where we're shooting them, we've already spent uh, anywhere from eight months to a year in preparation. Wow. uh, Because we're not weekend warriors. We set a shoot schedule. Sure. And we've shot everything uh, inside of two weeks, all of our films. Wow. Uh, Yeah. On time and on on budget. Uh, That's important for us. And uh, that takes coordination. Uh, that takes extreme cooperation with people. Right. So uh, we feel, um, and as to which is my favorite to shoot, I think I had some of the most fun on Love and Quarantine. Uh, I enjoyed doing them all. But Love and Quarantine is such a crazy film. You know, one of the best compliments we got was uh, – it was ridiculous and stupid and funny, and, <laughs> and they just loved it. So, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, about. yeah, that, that was those are our favorite kind of movies, right there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I love it. I, and that was, you know, it, it a good job encapsulating what quarantine was for everybody. Like, it was crazy, messy, and just like, oh, at times, and gone. stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not saying it's stupid. No, we were just stupid but like, furry. yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a lot of stupid yeah. people. Well, I was gonna say we, and I by we, I don't mean like, well, I don't mean me. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't mean myself. Here, uh, we're we're you know, down here in the deep south. People didn't believe in in quarantine. Yeah, so no. WalMarts were always packed, and you know that's like everyone's favorite place to go here because that's yeah. all that there is. So uh, at times, but uh, yeah, so we definitely know, like, it was just one of those things. Yeah, it had you scratching your head a lot, but in a good way, of course, like I said, with the movie. Yeah, Alan kind of stole my, my, uh, 
Your question. Oh, my thunder with his question. No, it's good, though. He That means yeah, he did no. his research, which he usually doesn't do. There you go. So I'm proud of him for that. Great job, Alan. <laughs> but so you said you shoot, you guys shoot. Yeah, I know you obviously have, like you said, a rigid shooting schedule. So did you shoot everything in like two weeks, each movie? Or I think or did we I went over on one film, Craig. 16 yeah, days, something like that. Yeah, as our first film, uh, Evil Down the Street, because of weather. Remember that rain, David, we had? And so we we shoot six days on, one off, typically typically Sunday, and Saturday we had outdoor uh, scenes, and it was raining, so uh-huh. everybody had a weekend to themselves, if you will, and we had to pick up that day. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's crazy that you guys. Awesome, I mean, but man. that's that's amazing that you can do that and yeah, get like, everything shot. Like you yeah. said, it, it, I mean, you got to have coordination. I mean. That's probably like one of the biggest jobs on a movie set is making sure everybody is where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there. Well, yeah. I have to say with, with David, um, he gets all the high fives of our pre-production. Yeah. So when we show up, it's not like, well, why don't you go over there? And I was just, <laughs> right? <laughs> you would, you would do, you'd say a two-week film turned out to be maybe two months. So David spends a lot of time and pre-production, uh, the shot schedule, just everything. So when we and a lot of meetings with the with the crew. Yeah. So yeah. when day one shows up, we're ready to rock and roll. And yeah. you know, without that pre-production, if we didn't have that, we'd be in a world of hurt because you have things that go on when you shoot a film, things that you you're not anticipating. Um, right. David's mentioning love and quarantine. I would not have picked Love and Quarantine as my favorite film, um, uh, but I can see why David did. Um, but we had one day, it was uh, on Saturday, our, our on-set editor came to us and told us that he lost the previous day's footage. It was gone. (laughs) Gone. And shortly thereafter, he was also gone. But um, it was just not cool. So those are the things, like I say, that if we didn't have a tight schedule going into it, yeah, yeah, you'd have major. It'd be major chaos. That's amazing. I just can't imagine, like, I mean, you know, looking at the, the, like, how complicated, you know, I mean, just the different scenes and everything. Can't imagine how much planning has to really go into that. We, you know, we put about <laughs> not three enough time to every four week. minutes. Three to four minutes. <laughs> no, Some of us do, again. but uh, no, we, you know, we don't we don't plan that much by any stretch. We definitely don't yeah, plan no. anything is nearly as complicated as what you guys have, and we're still like half the time we're just like, oh my gosh, what are we? You know, right. why, why did we not plan this better? <laughs> and so I can't imagine how many how many. Uh, how many times you had to go through and say, "Oh crap, I didn't do that," or "I forgot yeah. that" before you know you guys got the hang of it. Yeah, if- well, that's one of the things that has allowed uh, Craig and I to secure investors, faith with our crew right. uh, and the actors, right? Because everybody gets paid. We don't ask anybody to work for free, even though we're indie. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody gets paid. We feed everybody. If you're there for three meals, you get three meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you need transportation, we transport you. If you need housing, we house you. Hey, that's awesome. And, that's amazing. Uh, we, when we shot uh, The Crumbs, it was shot in Placerville, up in Hangtown in Northern California right. at a 100-plus-year-old cabin. 
And we got the entire grounds with other cabins. And we housed the actors there. Oh, in the morning when they got up, they came in. The caterers are already there with breakfast. Uh, we had uh, awesome. one time we start the, the day and we move forward. But really, you can plan as much as you want. But if you don't have a crew that is tight with it, yeah. that understands it ahead of time and is willing to go that extra mile, it still won't work. Yeah, We've been blessed with our crew. Uh, they've been awesome. Our actors have been awesome. Uh, I think we only fired one actor out of those four films <laughs> on the first day of shooting Demon Fighter. Our guy felt so bad for him. We told him, okay, you walk up here. And, and we, we auditioned this part. It was a sure. small part. We you knew what was coming on, yeah. Yeah. We said, okay, you walk up here. Don't touch the woman. <laughs> okay. First thing he did was grab the girl. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. Good. I got with you. Don't touch the women. Was his name Fred? No, it was not. It was not Fred. Oh, friendly Fred. I don't, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So we had to let him go. He got yeah. a little angry and upset, but he understood. Yeah. It's business, uh, man. Know, can't do it. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's his job is to do what you guys told him to do. You yeah. Know, so yeah. But so, do you guys use the the same crew for the um for your films? Parts of parts yeah. of with uh, cinematographers. Uh, we've gone through sound people. That's one of the uh, more hot yeah. turnover ones. Yeah, exactly. The turnover. Yeah. We've gone through uh, same costumers, uh, different makeup people, depending upon. Uh, right. Costumer's my wife, so there you go. There's the answer. There you go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so that one's consistent then. <laughs> yeah. That consistent. Oh yeah, but uh, we've been very blessed to have some really good people working That's for awesome. us. That's awesome. Yeah. So, what exactly are you guys? Uh, what are your roles or your titles? I guess. Um, just out of curiosity. Well, Craig's the producer. We both work many jobs. Sure, uh, sure. At the beginning, in the pre-planning stages, we're both. Uh, He's the main producer. I'm quasi-producing. Uh, and then when we get on set, uh, I'm the director, and uh, Craig's the producer. And we we stay pretty focused in our areas and what we're doing. Uh, we think it's important. Uh, we, we don't want to create an environment that is so lackadaisical that everybody yeah. just does what they want. Right. We don't want it to be so hung up strict that everybody hates you. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough. You gotta have fun. Yeah. Well, and you can tell, like you can tell, you know, even, you know, you watch, you know, big budget Hollywood movies that have all the money in the world, and you can tell when actors are just not having a good time doing their job. Right. That's know, right. And it's yeah. just not fun. And you can, and it comes through. Yeah, you know, that body cool. language is huge. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, it's one of those things. I guess it's kind of an unconscious or subliminal kind of feeling that you get when you're just like these guys. This isn't. Yeah, they're not fun. mission. Yeah. It's like you're watching our show where you're just like, these guys are, they're not. <laughs> they hate each other. They hate each other. Real life. <laughs> like, yeah, you can, yeah. He does. They flip each other off and leave. <laughs> yeah. But no, I can tell. Like I, said, I can tell that you guys, you know, it sounds like you guys run tight ship, but, you know, that's kind of, I mean, it's a business. It's a business environment and you got to, you know, you're there for a reason. And I mean, that's the way to go. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. that's amazing. So uh, what would you guys say is like the best uh, or your favorite thing that you guys do? Like, on like let's just say in any in any given movie, what's your like favorite part to actually, you know, participate in? I I'll take a swing of that one. Um, my favorite part 
is the last day of shooting when David says, that's a wrap. <laughs> that's a wrap. Because, because so, like, no joke. Like, when David says producing, we had asked oftentimes, like, well, what does that really mean? Yeah. And that means, like, everything that you see in a yeah. film, our fingerprints are on it. Everything. Right. So from the beginning to the end, um, it's exciting, but you have a lot of ups. You have some downs. So for me, it's two parts. When David said, that's a wrap, we've got it. And uh, that's a big sigh of relief. And then in the post-production process, when we're doing all these things, and then when we're, you know, we're editing, right? And then David and I, we just talk to each other and saying, well, I guess that's it. There's nothing more to edit. We're done all <laughs> yeah. this. To sound. And it's like, then you get your film released with our distributor. So, right. um, yeah, the two parts for me is when it's released, but also when David says, that's a wrap. Yeah. That's a wrap and it's in the can. There that's you it, go. man. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy directing. I enjoy working with actors. I enjoy helping them find uh, the emotional qualities of a character and their motivations, where they're coming from. Uh, I'm a trained actor. Uh, that was my first thing, but I've naturally gravitated uh, to directing. It's just something in me. I'm, I'm an innate teacher. Uh, I'm a professor as well, wow. uh, an adjunct at a number of colleges. And you'd be, if I told you what I teach, you'd be like, what? <laughs> nothing to do with, with, uh, with film. any of this business. It's yeah. Small. So, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, a wow. whole, different, whole different thing. But I entertain <laughs> when I'm teaching, so I can't help it. But I right. love directing, but Craig's right. When, at the, when we can call it a wrap, there's, I mean, that is a very good feeling. We, yeah. we know we made our commitment. And then when we are done with it and we have the best that we could do with what we have, and trust me, Craig's Eagle Eye, we, we go over stuff like you wouldn't believe. Little tiny tenth of a second of a moment sure. that we, we think needs to be chopped off or whatever it is. Uh, then we send it to the editors and we tell them what we want, what's going on, and they do their magic, and it gets back to us. And uh, fortunately, uh, Craig does a lot more than he's really talking about. Uh, when we first got together, uh, before Evil Down the Street was even complete, he had already been communicating with distributors. So much so, they were so enthusiastic that when the film was complete, we had nine offers. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We were yeah. blown away too. We're like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> That's watch it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they do like us. They do like us. They do. Yeah. It's a great <laughs> feeling, man. Like, I'll be honest with you. Like I said, we, we kind of understand a little bit of that with, you know, because we've been, yeah. we, obviously, we just do this. You know, we do it for fun, of course. But like, we've gotten, you know, picked up by a couple people and have, you know, people when they compliment us, it's like, right, us? Really? Yeah, like, just, we're really? Just, we're just like, we were just, you know, just doing something, you know? Yeah. So I can only imagine, like, I do, uh, I, I do marketing is my full time job. And yeah. uh, well, so right I, do a lot of, I do a lot of video editing, design, and stuff like that. And I know exactly what you mean when you say it's that sometimes that tenth of a second. So, yeah. Because if you don't, yeah. if it's there, it just, you, and you know, that's the thing is it's your own creation. So you feel it. But it's one of those things where you're like, it's just not right this way. Like it's, mm -hmm. and it's such a little thing that probably most people wouldn't even notice, but it would drive you insane knowing that you didn't do it. That's right. Like I can't tell you how many times because Alan, Alan edits the show, 
and then um, I I go back and set up the video and do some other stuff. Um, and so it's one of those things where I'm like, oh my gosh, just like one little, oh, and it just and I'll hear it, you know, after it comes out, and I'm like, oh, I didn't. If I forgot, I can. So I can only imagine with a movie like that where you have. I mean, because you yeah. don't. You don't get to do it again next week. You know, that's the thing about us. Is like, <laughs> right, we have a bad yeah. week or, you know, well, I mean, again, Fred has a bad week. And then, which is like every other week. And he says something about butts because he's into that. And, um, <laughs> but, so, and that happens a lot. So but then next week we're like, well, at least we can try to be better this week. You know, obviously you guys all have that chance. Right. Yeah, I have a, a, a question um, about the musical score. So when you guys do all the stuff, do you guys talk to to get the music and all that put in there or does somebody automatically do it and then you guys listen to it or what's yeah, the process our, of our the music, score? Yeah. Our music composer for all of our films thus far has been Lance Warlock. And, and we spent a lot of time, especially David, David has a music background. So David, David is very specific with Lance as far as what we want in this scene and that scene, because if the mute for us, if the music score isn't right, then the whole scene is essentially jacked. Right, so yeah, right. we spent a lot of time with our composer David in particular. Again, like I like I'm saying, with his background in music, is very helpful of of, of being able to communicate well to our composer mm-hmm. what it is we're trying to have the scene emote, uh, you know, emotionally. Um, right. So yeah, to answer your question, you might want to add on that too, David, because. It, yeah, sound design, uh, music score is huge, especially sure. in horror films. Yeah, it's very important. Horror. Yeah, it's it. Music should be something that's there, but not dominant. Right. Something that that drives it sets an the accent, tone, but yeah, but not up front. Mm-hmm. Right. It it, yeah. it should titillate and move you towards an emotional response, and accenting the film. You know, uh, and this guy that we work with, Lance uh, Warlock. Uh, I can start to tell him, okay, this scene is represents this kind of an image and this kind of a feeling. He'll go, oh, okay, okay. I got got it. it. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I wanted. I was going to follow up with that question. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Make it sad. And he's like, you you could have blown a fart or something and I would have stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Keep going. I apologize. That was my. There you go. Unfortunately, <laughs> no. that's, that's our sound design. Yeah. Not really, really <laughs> yeah, that's but so that's kind of you just say, "Here's the emotion that I want to convey," and then let him let him go to work. Well, we do and we don't. We we actually get a little more detailed than that uh, because we don't want to keep coming back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Sure. Uh, time is of the essence. Constantly, uh, we always know that, and we. We're old, man. We don't have that much time. <laughs> you know, we need to get this stuff done now. So when you're writing yeah. the script, when you're doing the script, is all that all that already in your head? This is the feeling it's going to be here. This oh, is, absolutely. You're going to have you have, you have all that already set up. Uh, so not happen. exactly the tones, the the feelings, the emotions, uh, and sometimes yes, the tones. Uh, I will think about it ahead of time and I know what I want to hear and why. Right, right. And I'll express that to him. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a weird thing. Um, all of those combinations of uh, art that are fused together. Uh, people ask us all the time, where do you come up with your ideas? And of course the first response is smoking pot. And, you know, 
Not everybody wants to believe that. <laughs> we believe it. Yeah. 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 Good ideas. This show Good was spawned from the same ideas, the same issue. This is where this show came from. Send me some. <laughs> Send me some. It appeared to me. Well, so has there any has there ever been a show or a movie or anything that you guys like ended up you you passed on and either regretted it or something that you were like, man, you know, it's just not it's just not something we want to do. Not really. We've changed things like well, yeah, we have David in as much as we have written scripts. Let's say actually David has that we have just put aside that we're just saying, you know what? And not like we did all this work as for not, but we're just not feeling it, you know? Right. Not, we don't not, have enough money. Right. <laughs> we're just not feeling it for the next project. So maybe we'll set right. it aside, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but there hasn't been a project that we have passed and we've, we have regretted that, yeah. um, you know, or, or shot something and say, what the hell, man? That's it. We, we, we have to stop drinking so much when we're collaborating. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I thought you said this was going to be a hit, you know? But, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, no, I said it's shit. You're high, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you felt that too? Where you guys, you know, when you wrap something, you're like, before you did get to see any of the footage, doing the editing, you're like, this is going to be great. Or do you feel, do you no. kind of just go into the editing like, we don't know what we got yet? No, we know what we got. It's always the best that we can do under the circumstances. And whether or not it is a hit is a subjective analysis. Absolutely. Not objective. And that's where the audience comes into play. Right. You know, and they're, and I got to say this, the the horror audience is just one of the most fantastic groups of people. They're just awesome. Nicest people we ever meet. Yeah. They they don't care who's in it. Yeah, if it's a good movie. Good. Yeah, if it's good, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's perfect for us because nobody knows us. We ain't anybody. So it yeah. kind of really worked well for us. Yeah. We just want to be entertained. That's yeah, what yeah, that's it. Like man. when I watched them, I was like, I'm being entertained. This is awesome. Yeah, you know, I, I loved it. You know, it was like this is good. Well, and kind of to that point, Alan, that we shot um, Love and Quarantine, you know, our our, our first comedy, if you will. We thought, well, how is this going to play? Because our prior films have been horror slash paranormal, if you will. So we thought, and also, well, Demon Fighter, we have the, the martial arts, of course. So we thought, how is this going to play? But thankfully, well, I mean, it's not like they're saying, look, we can do other things. We can watch other things. We just don't watch strictly horror films. Right. So thankfully, they, they, you know, they've accepted um, our, our film well. Mm-hmm. It's a good That's movie. Awesome. Good. I mean, if you make a quality product... Right, it it speaks for itself. There you, you know, go. and 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 that's what you so far. I mean, I hadn't watched them all, but all the ones that I've watched, I've 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 liked oh, them all. I've enjoyed all go. of them. Yeah, I have. They're, they've been real good. Yeah, I, seriously, same thing. And I hope everybody who's listening checks the guys out. At uh, it's Linktree slash CRA Entertainment. You can see a lot of trailers and where to watch everything. Tons of movies. Definitely well worth the time. Uh, we've had you know, obviously, like I said, this is awesome. We're learning so much. That's again, that's we always say this every week. But this is that's why we love having guests on because we don't, you know, we don't know much. If I'm being honest, when it comes at least when it comes to the movie industry, and so it's so cool, like to be able to talk to you guys. And I can hear 
I can hear the experience in both of your voices. Yeah, you're right. both very great answers, very well thought out. So I can tell you know you guys have been in this business for a while. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> you know you think you know you should. So, but so how, I, I how long have you two been partnered together? Five years, Craig. Five over, years. Over, over, me, over five years, Freddie. Okay. Over All five right. years. That's yeah, fine. we we um, were brought together by a mutual friend who was saying to David, "You need to talk to Craig and." Greg, you need to meet David, and we drug our foot, thinking, that, "Yeah, right." You know, yeah, yeah. And, then, and, and then and then we spoke, and just one of those serendipitous things, you know. Yeah, God, God played a big role, and it and it worked out, man. It's just you know one of those one of those things, fate. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. So we shot awesome. our first. Oh, pardon me. We put our first film together over the telephone. Never met each other in person oh, until yeah. the day before we started shooting. Well, he lives in Orange County, and I live in Northern California. Oh, right? okay, yeah, yeah, okay. That's, that's a, a stretch. That's a, that's a yeah, so stretch, it was yeah. a little bit bizarre, but we knew. Yeah, we knew, there was something that just clicked. The energy. We were both neurotic. We were both old. <laughs> you know, it just kind of worked. We're both old. <laughs> that's all. We, that's all we needed. Those, yeah. those two things. Yeah. Those two things are good. <laughs> I love it. That's a great story. We got so much in common. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, we hate the same things. Yeah, right. Yeah. And we benefit because of that. Thank you. Right there, you go. Thank you. Thanks, man. That's awesome. So when you guys are, you said you guys had a bunch of, uh, you know, you tend to write scripts. Sometimes they kind of go to the side to go off to the bench for them. Do you feel like most of the time uh, you write something, and you guys are, you know, as soon as something's written, you're like, we got to go, we got to start shooting this. Like right now, or does it take? I just curious about like the kind of the turnaround from script to, you know, film. Yeah, there's always several months in between finishing of script and actual shooting. That's the pre-planning we were talking about, the pre-production right. planning. That's the most important part of the film, uh, where we break the script down and by a lot of different factors, uh, create the shoot schedule, right. shot list, all that stuff, so that as Craig already mentioned. Uh, first day we show up, everybody knows exactly what they're doing, where to be. Yeah. And the actors love that. The techs love that uh, because you're not wasting their time. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and yeah. time is the only thing measurable that we have in life. You know, you always know how much money you have, but you never know how much time you have. Yeah. True. That's right. Yeah. So uh, it, it was really that. And, uh, you know, when I met Craig, he, uh, he had this enthusiasm about him. He had this optimism about him. And as a result, I, I just knew I could work with him. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not that I'm a very uh, perfectionist type person because you can't be in this business. Mm -hmm. If you're a perfectionist, you can strive for all that, but you're not going to right. achieve it. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and we're very realistic about that. So we know what we got. We don't fool each other. I'll tell you a quick story. We were in the middle of shooting Demon Fighter, and we had finished. It came out of uh, editing and post-production to Crow. <laughs> and we got all excited. We're going to have a party for everybody here shooting Demon Fighter, and we're going to cater it, and everybody gets to see it. Oh, my God. It was horrible. <laughs> well, well the, film, the film, David, you're he's talking about is The Crumbs. Yes, The Crumbs. Yeah, we, did, we did a screening, everybody, because we – basically stayed at the set house. A lot of us, Right. we had a cater, we brought in food and 
We had the, the rub cut, and David and I had been working on it, so we wanted to get their feedback, right? So we, we showed we showed it, and David and I stayed in the back, so we're kind of like watching the body language, and they had, right. oh, I don't, I, don't, I don't think this is really going so well. <laughs> and at the end, when it was done, it's like <laughs> silence. We thought, Oh, oh, we are so terrible. You know something interesting? Craig and I looked at the film, and we look at at scenes as being dependent or independent. Right. Either they're dependent on the scene before or the one after it, and they have that nexus. There was one scene that was not, and it was such a eye opening scene that we just yanked it out. Put it at the beginning, left everything else the same. Uh, right. And it was a whole different movie. It was a whole different wow. movie. Yeah, that's, right. that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So, you know, editing to me is probably <clears throat> technically the most important thing. I say right. that for every aspect, though. I start talking about the sound and it. I mean, there's no one job that's more important. Right. You know, everybody's just an incredible uh, technician or yeah. actor or whatever. You know, and I'm an actor, actor. Yeah. And uh, we know what it is to be on set and working with directors and what we have to do. But, oh, my God, when you're the one in charge, (laughs) you're the one putting it together. It all changes, man. It all changes. (laughs) Sure. True. Definitely know the feeling of that. Like, having gone from being just a, a designer and marketer and then now I'm the boss. Like, that responsibility ratchets it up, ratchets up so much, and you're like, nope, this is the way we're doing it. It's got to be done this way because you know it's my call right. now, so I have to make the right call every time. Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and, and a note amazing. to actors out there: don't argue with the director. Right. No. <laughs> Ask him to show you what's going on. Yeah. If yeah. you're not certain, uh, when we did the Evil Down the Street, uh, I had the pleasure of directing Kelton Jones. He took direction so well. I'm the kind of guy that says, okay, show me what you got. You know what the scene's about? Let's do it. Run it once. Boom. And then I start making adjustments. He was like that. Picking yeah. it up. Maria yeah. Olsen in The Crumbs, the same way. Chelsea Yerkowitz, Jeff Hatch, all these people, you know, N.J. Brown in uh, Love and Quarantine. You know, you, you work with these actors who instinctively will listen in depth to what you're saying. They're not ego-based. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know that, and I, we tell them straight up: "You're the actor. Well, this is our responsibility. We have a responsibility to other people. So please, just do it as the way we asked you, and let's get this done." Yeah, and right. we've been blessed to have an extremely cooperative acting crew and tech crew. Right. Very innovative people. Uh, very talented. Uh, we can't do this by ourselves. That's there's no, no way, no way. It it takes a lot of people looking at a common cause and saying yes. Yep. Let's all work towards this. There you go. Well, how many people would you guys say is on the average film crew, like uh, including the actors? I mean, fifty, maybe. I'm guessing. Uh, depends on the film, yeah, Craig. Sure. Depends yeah. on the film. Like Crumbs, we had, I think. 3,100. I mean, that. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> and that, and, and that, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, you can tell us. We yes. don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I believe you. But that film, we had so many actors. And as producer, and we were shooting in Placerville. Now, I know you probably don't have much of a point of reference, but it's, it's like 
out by itself, okay? And so we're bringing in actors from Sacramento, San Francisco, Los Angeles. So I'm a nervous wreck. So I'm I'm bringing them in the day before the shoot. I'm thinking, just please, baby Jesus, get everybody here, get them here safely, get them home. And we did it. So the last person came in from L.A. when we said, see ya. I was just like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> because that was, um, we just had a bunch of people coming and going. Utah. Chelsea. Utah. Yeah. Really? Utah. Wow. So I had to go try to do the airport and get her and make sure. So, yeah. So that was uh, logistically challenging. But, again, that's where pre-production comes into play. Right. So everybody had, had, wow. had, the, yeah. had the playbook. So just you know, be adults and and follow follow the playbook, and we'll be okay. And yes. thank God we were. Yeah, that is that's crazy. Well, if you ever need somebody to hit a button, say, if, if we, hit a button yeah. and sound like this, you know, just uh, let me oh, know. Oh, it didn't work. It's out of gas again. Oh no! <laughs> just fired. You need to reload. Need to reload, Alan. I was going to say, you know, if eat some beans. If we happen to fly out and be in the area where it's shooting, is there any chance we could at least be extra somewhere? Like, you know, oh yeah, if we needed something like that, absolutely. Yeah. You know, but even if you have a speaking part of any sort, no matter how short, I'm going to audition you. And sure, I don't sure. care if you're SAG-AFTRA or this is your first time doing it. Yeah, you can yeah. take direction, and I'll know that once you do your audition. If I yeah. like it, uh, Craig and I will get back to you and say, I'll make adjustments in that and say, I want you to now think right. of it this way and do this. And they come back. I'm like, all right, this person passes. I can direct them. Yeah. Right. That's the only thing that counts. Hey. Uh, everybody needs a first time. Right, 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 right. You know, without that, they're, we're going to run out of actors real quick. They're all that's dying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly well, Fred, right. Fred, Fred actually does have some movie experience. He was in a couple of films that were shot oh, right, here yeah. locally for us. So he's yeah, he's kind of uh, – It was fun, man. I, I mean, like, that really was like – I think I was on set for maybe – three hours and most of it was just standing around, but like, that was like the most fun that I've had, you know, right just, on. just doing that little, little bit. You know what I'm saying? I think I had like maybe a minute and a half in the movie, you know, three well, hours like, for a minute and a half, but it was, it was awesome. Still, so, it's fun. Yeah, well, it's you fun. can see how much, and you can see with that experience, Freddie, how much time goes on to set up for the shot. You yeah. have actors, everybody just kind of milling around. Right. And somebody like David, the director and, and your cinematographer, getting the shot, getting everything all set up for a shot or a scene that goes like that. Boom. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we did we did like my lines two or three times. And then he was like, Okay, yeah, you're good. You're done. I was like, yeah. That's it. That's right it. On. And then it took almost a year. For me to see the finished result, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, like, we, yeah, it's, we it's, it, was that. it was it was a good experience. I liked it. Very cool. It's yeah, amazing how cool. much work goes into that. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. So really. cool, you know, some people call it a passion. I I like to refer to it as more of a mental disease. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you just, as an artist, the and we all are artists. Every human right. being on the planet. It's just how it's expressed. 
And it's going to come out one way or the other. Some people, you know, inhibit themselves and don't allow it out. But if you're the type of person that we are and we try to just let that out, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's really crazy at times. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when we shot Demon Fighter, before we did the film, we wrote the script. And when we finished the script, I actually had somebody else in mind as who was going to be the lead. And after we read the script again, and we both liked it, we were going to shoot it. And then I told Craig, you know what? I think we should change the lead. And he says, well, why? And I said, nobody wants to see my old ass doing this stuff. (laughs) And then I thought about it. I said, no, it's not about me. It's about the project. It's about the film. It's about CRA entertainment producing something that people will look at and go, oh, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. So right. we rewrote the part and started searching around for the right guy. And we found master John Azuna, right. who, by the way, holds two world records, fastest punch ever thrown a number of punches in a minute, over 700 yeah. in a minute. In a minute. A minute. He's, he's in he's qualified minute. to fight demons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, and he had, he had acting experience, most of it being action type stuff. no, no intense emotional scenes or anything, but I auditioned him and I thought, you know, I'll have to keep him on set at the set house, make sure he's housed there and work with him, but he's the guy. Hmm. And that's what we did. We devoted ourselves to uh, giving him acting lessons in that regard, you know, not just being an act uh, action oriented, but uh, let's be an actor. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's do something different. And he busted his butt. He really yeah. did. Uh, and he came across, and we were very proud of that because of it. And he got the, to work with guys like Jeff Hatch, who uh, we he was in The Crumbs. He, he played Miss, uh, uh, Dr. Crumb. Uh, and then for this, he shaved all of his beard off and everything and uh, got involved in Demon Fighter. So uh, it's, you know, it's a crazy world. I, 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 I don't know how to... Uh, explain it because some people are like, why do you do this? Oh my God. This is bizarre. This is crazy. It gets frustrating. It gets frustrating. And at the end of every day, uh, of course, Craig comes back with a couple of cases of beer and, uh, you know, for the crew, uh, cause they need it. And, uh, we get them good and drunk. So they'll fall asleep there and be there in the morning. <laughs> Great strategy. <laughs> there you go. They think we're being nice. Don't tell them. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we had great crew people working for us. So yeah, uh, that I think that's really what it's about: watching it come together. Uh, sure. That, well, you have to be a little crazy to be able to be. Well, my wife has thought that for many years. I've been married like uh, forty-four years. Uh, oh, wow. She thinks that's uh, absolutely crazy, and she finally <laughs> gave in. Because she's into fashion design and that kind of stuff. I said, hey, you can Girl be the customer. Come on. Yeah, that makes perfect <laughs> she went for it. Oh, I bet. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, you got it. We're, you know, listen, I, uh, Fred and I are both married. And so we definitely know oh. sometimes you got to give a little bit to get uh, any. Yeah, to get you anything. Know? So you're like, yeah, we'll any, whatever that is. Yeah. Emphasizing get anything. To get anything. Thank you for that, Alan. <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
That's so awesome. yeah, I have a question for you guys, and you can you can say no to this if you want. That's fine. But I would like to pitch you a movie that the show has had in the works for like I said, a number of years. <laughs> oh. And if you if you want to pass on it, that's fine. And I, I asked the question. I was trying to set you up with the uh, question earlier about regretting passing on something. So once you hear it, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I want you to be like, yeah, you know, 20 years from now, you're like, oh, man, I've won so many Oscars. So many Razzies. so many Razzies. Yeah, it would win all the Razzies. So, you know, Alan and I have been working on this movie since our uh, probably our, our, our mid-20s. Yes. Um, and I say well, by working on it, I mean, we just came up with the title and then said, one day we're going to make this movie. Yes. And, and, that, and then when, when I got you guys on, I was like, you know what? This might be my only chance to pitch it. Sure. So, I got to admit, as an actor, uh, I got cast uh, and offered a, 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 one of the leads in uh, a film uh, with Robert Downey Jr. and James Wood, a True Believer, and it, it was the lead bad guy. And uh, at that time, it was shooting right during a bar exam that I was going to take. Oh. I just graduated from law school. And I was so hyped up with law school and uh, I mean, that's a madness in itself uh, that I turned the part down for a lesser part. <laughs> that's, that's been my only regret in that, uh, in my career. Uh, everything else was you do what you got to do. You know, uh, yeah. I, I got kids. And when I got out of uh, UCLA with my degree, I was producing and writing my own plays and, getting them done and but i wasn't making any money really mm-hmm. and uh, i realized i needed to do something else and that's how i ended up in law school and while in law school i i did a television series with uh, carl weathers called fortune dane that was shot in oakland carl weathers fortune dane. I, remember that. I remember that show yeah 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 it didn't last long i think they did yeah. like at that time him running around getting all the white women yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> this is a good-looking man. Yeah, yeah. Carl Weathers looks great. Action Jackson oh gets everything. <laughs> yeah. He don't have to man. give anything. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so uh, and my scenes were with him. Yeah. So I, I felt really good about that. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. You know, you you got to pick and choose, and sometimes uh, it's choose chosen for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you right. know, yeah. So. Uh, well, and you never I know, say? you know, you make the best choice at the time and whatever. Definitely, and I mean, you, you know, you had a career that was, you know, as much as I know, acting is a career, but law is, I mean, that's a, that's an equally lucrative career. Yeah. yeah. So. It doesn't have the same satisfaction at all. Right. It doesn't have the same thrill. It doesn't have the same dynamics. Mm-hmm. You know, Craig did criminal minds uh, episodes and whatnot. And uh, why don't you tell him about those experiences, Craig? Because I think, they really put into perspective how he got into this. He didn't, he, I've been chasing this crap since I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Off and on, off and on, off and on. He was already a retired mortgage banker. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing this now for 10 years and um, a really good friend of mine who was an actor. Um, I ran into Lewis like 11 years ago at the gym right here in Orange County. And uh, he booked a role on Tarantino's film Django. Now, back in the day, Lewis and Tarantino went through the same acting class. And, you know, it's a funny story Lewis had that, that Tarantino sucked 
Um, and so it's a good thing he became a filmmaker. He said he was just horrible. <laughs> but in the classes, a talented class, uh, Dina Davis was in there. Brad Pitt was the young kid. And uh, they didn't think he stood a chance at all. <laughs> Little did they know. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Goldblum was Lewis's roommate. So it was a, it was a really oh, high-powered class. And so we were talking by the water cooler, and he told me about this role he booked. And he goes, every scene I'm going to be in, it's going to be um, with Leo DiCaprio uh, or Jamie Foxx. And I said, oh, that's cool. And I said, I just, I just started asking him basic questions, you know. And um, he said, why don't you come up to my academy on Monday? And I said, your, your academy of what? And it was for <laughs> acting, you know. And so uh, I live in Orange County, and the, his acting academy is in Santa Monica. So that's, yeah, you know, with, with no traffic to speak of, maybe an hour, a little over an hour from my house. When's there no traffic? And with, with traffic, uh, three days. I mean, so there's always <laughs> it's, it's bad, man. I mean, going to LA, it's like, oh man, Santa Monica. Okay, Mike, Michael, how about if you guys just come down here this Monday? We can do it at my house. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we can like charades or something. And um, so I went up there and it was cool. I watched the actors just doing their thing, you know. And um, the next day he called me, he goes, So what do you think? I said, What do I think about what? He says, Craig, give this 90 days. I was like, oh, my gosh. And, um, but as a single dad, I always told my kids, always be open to possibilities. Because if you have a negative mindset, you're not going to let anything good potentially come in. Mm, so I said, all right. So I was going to give it 90 days. And, uh, man, I sucked. I mean, like, badly, really, really badly. And my goal was, I just, I just don't want to be like, that guy, the last guy picked for the basketball team, said, all right, we'll take, we'll take numbnuts over there, you know? Said, oh, good, I got picked on a team. Being last is immaterial. Everybody's a winner. And um, so that's how it started. And uh, But I worked really, really hard. I mean, really hard. And um, the challenging part was as a mortgage banker, you I mean, it's like you guys did the podcast. I mean, you knew what you're doing. You know, you, you were – you're a professional, you know, you're, right. you've got it together. But mm. when you throw yourself into the void of acting, I was like, oh my gosh, like memorizing lines and all of these things and actors making it look so seamless. Like they're all born with it. You know, this mental genius, like, oh, I can memorize anything. Give me Shakespeare. <laughs> and then you have a guy like me, like, no, just give me like a line or two and I'm good. I, I don't want, I don't want I have more than four or five lines. The risk of failure goes up. I'm a maker. The risk of failure keeps going up and up. But that's how it started. But I worked really hard. It's kind of like a one-trick pony, but it worked well enough. Um, Everything I've booked was films, except like what David mentioned, with Criminal Minds, which was kind of a funny thing because that was at the time like my favorite show on television. So, you know, of all the possibilities for television, it was Criminal Minds. But, yeah, so my story could be anybody. I mean, I – there was nothing special about me. I never, I've always liked movies like we were talking about earlier, but I've always enjoyed <laughs> movies, but I've never sat there thinking, oh yeah, man, I could, I, I could totally do that. Make it a film, piece of cake. Yeah. <laughs> Acting. Oh, hell yeah. No, 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 no. But you know, it's just God, when God shows up and you're, you have some opportunities that um, come your way, just be open-minded because at this stage of my life, I really thought it'd be like, not, not really retired in mortgage banking. Uh, that all happened because of 2007, the, the whole mortgage thing. And we said, 2008, forget about it. 
But, and but I thought like at this stage of my life, I'd be, you know, working two, three days a week, doing a couple of loans a month, happy as a clam. Yeah. Never did I think I'd be, have the good fortune of having God introduce me to David and yeah. being on a show like your guys is tonight. If anybody who knew me back in the day of mortgage banking, and for a long time, they, they laughed. They thought this was like a joke. Like, yeah, right, Craig, you're like, you lost your mind. But then they started seeing something like, all right, man, you know, go, you know, step it up. We want, we let want me, to let me get you your autograph. We want, you. we want to see you guys, you know, do something really good and win an Oscar or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we want to see that too. That's yeah, amazing. exactly. We want to see that. <laughs> that is such a cool story. I mean, that's but that's the you know the power of perseverance, like you said, positive thinking, and yep. and just taking the opportunities as they come. And that's it. You know, it's easy to say, ah, it's not going to be good. That's not going to be good. Sometimes you got to take yeah. a chance. Never know, yeah. man. You know, that's yeah. that's amazing, man. I, I'm that is just such a cool story. So now I'm going to take my chance. That's right. Because I got to yeah. do it. I got to yeah. get. To, I got to do this to you guys, man. And I'm sorry in advance for this. But go for it. All right. Get it. Mm, hold on, let me take a sip of water. Oh, hold on one second. This is <laughs> yeah, right. Water. I yeah. I'm gonna take a hit of some vodka here. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I, smoke I wish joint. I could. The problem is, the other day we we had one show where we drank a little bit during the show, oh. and, and like mm. I, I think I told you know we started out the show. I'm not a huge drinker, um, and so I had like you know two and a half beers, which I'm a big guy, but shows. I really I really don't drink. And I know that. Trust me, I know it sounds like I'm basically like a 98 pound lady but i was like two and a half beers and i was like in the zone where i could not i could hear everything that was happening and i was my my, my words were coming out of my mouth but i had no control over them in any way whatsoever <laughs> and afterwards i listened to the show and i'm like what the shit was i yeah it, it was, it was oh, where funny. was i for this <laughs> you know yeah. so funny, i try to stick with water you know just you know just for the show we had 30 uh, second delays on the farts and you know <laughs> that was you, man. <laughs> and that you know as you can tell obviously that's the backbone of the show just, you know, <laughs> oh, as soon as i heard that i knew we were gonna have fun <laughs> So soybean is the leading crop here in South Carolina. And it's what we're going all the time. There are. So, <laughs> so let me tell you guys about a little film, hopefully, called Revengeance 2. Revenge of Revengeance. <laughs> all right. So in the swinging 1980s. Oh, all right, sorry. It's the swinging 1980s. And Dave Revengencio is a mild-mannered VCR repairman with a dark past. In a former life, Revengencio worked as an undercover cop investigating underground quokka fights in the brush of the Amazon outback. Or Australian outback, excuse me. In the brush of the Australian outback. But one day, he met his future wife, Hilda, and he decided to leave the underground quokka investigation game and return to his one true love, VCR and Betamax repair and servicing. <laughs> now, flash forward five years. Dave's life is great. He's madly in love with Hilda. And they have a young child. Everything is coming up revengencio until one fateful day when the tracking on Jack Diamande's VCR is no longer working and he brings it into revengencio VCR and didgeridoo repair for service. As soon as Jack Diamande, former grandmaster of the Quokka fight ring, recognizes Dave, or as he knows him, former fight trainer Alan Dropkick Fredrickson. <laughs> the reality of the situation begins to dawn on him. Alan, of course, now he knows who's day, <laughs> was the one that brought down Diamande's quokka fighting empire and sent him to Australian jail for the last five years. So, with the rage of a thousand dingoes, 
Diamande hatches a plan for revenge. In the night, he sets fire to the Revengencio VCR and didgeridoo repair and the apartment that sits above it, the apartment that Dave, Hilda, and little Ernesto call home. In the ensuing blaze, Hilda and Ernesto are trapped, unable to get out of the house before it's too late. When the action started, Dave was out on one of his late-night didgeridoo repair appointments, so he wasn't there to help save his wife and young son from the flames of revenge that Jack Diamande inflicted on his perfect family. So, once Dave returns after fixing so many different didgeridoos, he beholds a sight that would haunt his nightmares for years to come. Not only is his beloved VCR repair shop and home burnt to the ground, Diamande left his signature calling card, a half can of Foster's, which is Australian for beer. <laughs> Dave immediately knows that his past has caught up to him and vows revenge to revenge his family and VCR repair shop the only way he knows how. From this day forward, he will no longer be named, known as Dave Revigencio to his enemies. Oh, no. They will only know him by their spilled blood and the name that strikes fear in the hearts of illegal quokka fighting rings all over the land down under. Ernesto Revengeance. This year, Revengeance is a dish best served with the sight of more revenge and Vegemite. Mario Van Peoples, potentially, stars in Revengeance 2. Revenge of Revengeance. Mario Van Peoples. <laughs> It doesn't that, have to be Australia. We can rewrite. You know, we're willing wow. to change it. It just felt like it needed some Australia kick to it. That was a lot more elaborate than I remember. Yeah. <laughs> it grew on me because I was like, I can't. Okay, you know, again, obviously we're joking around. But if you ever wanted to make that movie, I'm totally down. You just give me like an exact. He'll sort of give you the script credit. for free. Yeah, I'll give you everything. I'll give you more. You just got to let him play one of the quokas. Just, you don't have to let me do that. I would love to be Jack Diamande. We but, should, you know, we, we should have gotten them high before we did this. <laughs> that's, where, that's where it came from. Uh, Don't worry. Yeah, I was like, listen, you know, I'm not gonna. We, you know, again, same thing. You guys understand. <sighs> if you're gonna do something, you gotta do it. You, know, you gotta do it. You can't just half ass. You gotta go big or go home, baby. Right. Uh, Matt, Matt just went big. He went huge. Big, and now it's to go yeah, and Dave's like, you need to go home. Some like I said, don't don't make the same mistake with it every other one did, and and pass on this potentially Oscar worthy. I have only one question for you. Yes, sir. Is there a dingo in it? There was actually there was a dingo, and I wrote him out. People love dogs. They love dogs in movies. That's why that's the long in the fifties, early sixties. They loved animals in there. My dad loves the buddy movies. There you go. I can't stand them dogs. He loves those little puppy buddy movies. It's amazing. Christmas time's coming up. We're gonna have to watch Santa Buddies. I know it. <laughs> uh, gets to a prior statement. Art is subjective. There you right. go. It is. Yeah. It is so subjective. It, it really is. It is. Oh, that's funny. Well, this is fun. This is great, guys. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad y'all. I'm, I'm expecting, like I said, up. I'm expecting you know some sort of letter, official, you know. <laughs> We are entertainment letterhead. We you to be our lawyer and talk and negotiate with you. It'll be a letter and it's a pass. It would be honest, you know. Uh, it would just ask you, what the hell are you smoking? 
<laughs> uh, are you sure it's marijuana? Uh, I think you got some mushrooms rolled up in there somewhere. It was a while back. Actually, that's not so far fetched. Yeah. There's crazier movies that were made. Right. right. Remember, yeah. remember uh, what was it? Um, uh, the one about sharks falling from the sky and what? Oh, Sharknado! Yeah, Sharknado! Sharknado! They made what? Eight of those? Seven. They I made know. eight I of know. those. I know. Jeez, you really got to ask. And I watch these them. people. I have to. Yes, you're looking at one of them right here. <laughs> yes, that's I know. That's I always wanted to meet one of the people that watched it. Dude, <laughs> I did. I, I swear. Like I was like, let me see what the big fuss is about. Yeah. I watched the first one, and then they left it on such a cliffhanger. I was like, oh, I gotta watch the, second, watch the one. second one. And now I watch the second one. Well, I've already I might as well watch three. Yep. You know what I mean? And once you get to four, it's like, I okay, I gotta just, finish the saga. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had a discussion about that because I didn't know. I, I've never seen any of the Sharknadoes, and I guess just yeah. Um, but yeah, so they were telling me all about them, and I just I don't know what words I could say to say, okay, that makes a lot of sense. But I yeah. mean, again, it's the same thing. Like you said, I mean, people are watching it. Yeah. Well, yeah, well it's it, for me, it was the cameos. You know, yeah. The, the first draw stuff. was Tara Reed. Tara you Reed know, was yeah, the first had all the cameos you know I mean? in it. And it was like, ah, oh, yeah, let's see what this guy's doing. Yeah. 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 That guy, yeah. You know, <laughs> and there's something but to be a lot said of for films, you know. uh, really rest on who's in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I will watch yeah. a movie without really knowing what it's about because of an actor. Or yeah. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. And then I get pissed off that I watched it. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> but I, I I will. I'll, I'll do that. And uh, I watch a lot of movies. Uh, so I'm I'm never surprised uh, about you know films and how crazy they can be. Right. Uh, I'm always amazed about how they get seen and who's seeing it and when they yeah. become real popular. Then that's when I'm blown away and I go. I can write dumb stuff. It's not so far fetched. There I mean, you go. I'm telling you. Like I said, no, that's amazing. I, I, like I said, I, I can't. I, it, so let me ask you a question. You said you watch a lot of movies. Obviously, you're in the industry. What are? And I know this is a hard question. So you know, take your time. Don't don't feel forced to answer anything. What are some of your favorite movies? Both of you guys. There you go. Good, great. Well, the first. <laughs> it's a hard question. I know. Well, the first two that come to mind uh, for me, Wizard of Oz and Frankenstein. Those would be my number one followed by number two. You know, that um, I remember as a kid, once a year, Wizard of Oz would come out. I think it was CBS, but it was a big deal. It would have, you know, like all the neighbor kids were at my house. We'd be at their house with popcorn. It was a really big deal. And then, um, you know, I was raised on black and white horror films. And, and the first one was, was Frankenstein. And, yeah. you know, until they kind of bastardized, you know, it started like Abbott on Costello, you know, with, with comedy, but, but um, yeah, those would be my, my two films, you know, one and two right there. Oh, okay. you, David. You know, obviously the wizard of Oz too. I just saw it the other day with my granddaughter. She's uh, going to be 10 and on a, a, our big screen here at home. And it, it's such an excellent film. It's one of the most well-made films ever made. Yeah. Uh, the acting, the directing, the musical score, uh, everything about it. Uh, so I love that movie. And yeah, it's very nostalgic and it brings me back to the same uh, situation that Craig was describing. But 
man, there's so many good movies. I love The Godfather, Alien. Yeah. I mean, Scorsese films. You know, there's so many good films. The yeah. Haunting, The Exorcist. Yeah. I mean, we can go on and on and on. Uh, so it's really difficult for me to choose through all those films, which are my favorite, because mm-hmm. uh, they all start to go, well, well, this one's really good, and I really like this one. Oh yeah, but I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know it's a tough question. In a fruit stand, I can't make up my mind. I like. Right. <laughs> I get but, it. No, I totally get it. I mean, all those movies you mentioned are excellent. I yeah, mean, they I, they just know. kick butt. Even Gone with the Wind, mm-hmm. as racist as it was, yeah, yeah. you know, the film and, and understand something. The actors in it were not. I mean, they they were not racist at all. The subject right. matter was racist. Subject matter, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, but the film is so well made. Oh right. my gosh, you know, and you watch that and you go, oh, "How'd they do that?" Yeah, you know, when they yeah. show all those rebel soldiers and they start off with just a few, and he pulls back and widens out as he does it, and you see him look like football fields. Yes, yeah, all these people dead, yeah. you know, and what's going on? I mean, it's an amazing film, you know, the yeah. acting and everything else. So modern films, older films. Uh, I like Craig. I was raised on uh, horror films, uh, Hitchcock films. Uh, yeah. And it's hard to not say those directors, those films are classic. Yeah. Uh, so when yeah. people ask me what film would I recommend them to watch, I, my general answer is, well, uh, anyone you can. But if you're looking for a specific thing, mm-hmm. if you want to follow a director, or a specific actor, then I'll name certain films. Right. You know what I think it might help somebody watch them. Uh, and seldom will I watch a movie more than once unless it is really good. And uh, I've seen the Godfather series, all of them. I loved the first two. The last one I was a little disappointed with, yes. but uh, the sequel to the original Godfather, the second film, wow, yeah. just <laughs> wow. I mean. Yeah, you, you right. hard to deal with that and look make criticisms about it in any way. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it's a tough question, you know. Uh, uh, but I appreciate you asking because you got me sitting here rolling through my. Yeah. You'll be watching. You'll be like, oh yeah. Just feel free to tweet the show, you know, and tell us when you do figure it out in like three weeks. When you're like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how long it's gonna take. <laughs> so, I, and that's why, and like you said about the Godfather films, that's why we went straight to Revengeance too. <laughs> Revenge of Revenge. <laughs> because we feel like the sequel, and then we can do the prequel <laughs> later. That's, you know, it's going to be it's great. Yeah. It make perfect sense. You know, when it all comes, when it comes out eventually. The Australia Underground. But, uh, no, <laughs> I got to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mario Van Peebles. So, if you by chance have any connection to Mario Van Peebles, we've the, our one of our huge goals of this show is to get him on this show in some way. And I have I've tried a lot of things to reach out to him. I mean, I haven't, I haven't been able to get to him yet, but we're going to keep our efforting because we just want to talk to him. We love, uh, we love some of his movies. We, we've talked, we reviewed uh, American Warships, American Warships, and some other movies of his. We love, you know, again, we love camp. We love movies that are that aren't the, you know, the hundred million dollar budget. Yes, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the we, independent like movies, you know. Right. Well, I like so. the independent film because um, you guys are really doing it for because you love it. You ain't doing it for the money. You ain't doing right. it for the notoriety. Right. You're doing it because you love it. Right. And, and I think they've seen our books, Craig. 
<laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. I don't know how I knew that. <laughs> oh, you, you know what I mean. You're not doing a hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. You're doing it for the money, but like you know, you also do it because it's your passion. Yeah, it's and not one movies. of our films has cost a uh, hundred thousand dollars. Not one of them. Really? Yeah, they've all really? been between thirty and sixty. 65 something like that okay that is really amazing yeah. actually yeah, yeah. that yeah. is and they're good i mean the the, the yeah. camera work is good on it the soundtracks are good that's why i was asking about the soundtracks and stuff because even the camera work you can tell with the camera and the, and the angles and see i do music so right I, on. I, pay, I pay attention and, yeah. to stuff like that and i like the way the guys do the camera angles and then like somebody's on the computer instead of showing it like on top, you do it on the side so you can actually see the person's reaction or, you know, just little things that I, I noticed when, when I was watching. Thanks. And that's why I was asking about that because it was like, yeah, that's pretty cool how they, you know, you know, they're not a hundred million dollar films, but they look good. Yeah, and they're well made. Yeah. Like yeah. you said, you know, it's, it, there's something to be said for that, for just doing yeah. it right and mm -hmm. making purposeful choices throughout the you know everything's done for a reason it's not just right. because you know that's the way everyone else does it we do it this is how we we, we want to do it yeah you know? I, Parker, I, I i just i just sent to you in facebook messenger uh contact information for mario van peoples look <laughs> It's the greatest day of my life, guys. Seriously. Look at you God damn it, this show's doing something, friends. Yes. <laughs> Best day ever. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for doing that. Of course, yeah. again, thank you both, Craig and David, for your time. I know uh thank you. a little earlier there, but you know, CRA Entertainment, guys, seriously, we're not by no means are we joking around. Uh, these guys are awesome. Obviously, you've listened to them. Yeah. They're amazing guys to talk to. We're, right. we're going to do everything we can to get you guys on again. Thank so you so much. Do you have yeah, any uh, projects on, upcoming man. that you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, right now, we're focused really big time on our marketing of these four films sure. and, the, and the two that we just released. And we're going to make a decision on the next script probably around April, end of March. What right. we want to do next uh, we have a few scripts that we've been messing around with. They're complete, uh, sure. but as to which ones we want to do, one we started to do that we really wanted to do, it's it's just outside our budget. So we don't let our ego get in the way. We said, okay, right. we have to put that on the shelf. Yeah, This doesn't make sense right now to do. And we run a company, and yeah. what's good for the company, and our, our motto is to entertain, inform, and hopefully enlighten. And if we don't get enlightenment or even inform, as long as you're entertained, we did our job. There you, there you go. go. Yeah. Love it. Thank so, again, guys, CRA Entertainment, there's Craig and David. Thank you guys so much for coming yes. on. Yes. I will, I'll get you guys back on right, you said right around March, so maybe in mid February to pinch yeah. Revengeance 3. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, we also had Revengeance 1, which is subtitled Revengeance 1 Rise of Revengeance. That's I've never put an ego in it. <laughs> oh, be funny. If that's what you say, sir, we're going to put. It's going to be all dogs, the whole cast. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, honestly, I, I wouldn't be shocked if that worked. We could do, do, do like the thing where we put peanut butter on their lips like they did. Mr. Ed. We're telling ourselves. Yeah, we're Mr. Ed approach. No, I love this. Oh, place, that's Mr. funny, Ed. guys. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Thank, Thank you, guys you very so much. much uh, we'll, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back. Uh, maybe with some more of the Black Lincoln Collective Podcast. The Black Lincoln Collective Podcast will return after a word from our sponsors. 
Hey kids, this is Steve. And this is Ryan. And, and we, we are, are the, the Ryan Hates, Hates Everything Podcast. Here's what people are saying about our show. Jen from Akron, Ohio says, funny as fuck, but hard to masturbate to. Joe, a longtime Black Lincoln Collective listener from Columbia, South Carolina, writes, Ryan Hates Everything is what the Black Lincoln Collective would be if they had full-size dicks. Boomer Frank from Naples, Florida says, So funny that I actually shit my pants. No, seriously, I shit my pants. So you guys owe me money for a new pair of underwear and my dry cleaning bill, except the letter from my attorney. A new episode available every Friday at 5 a.m. Because unlike these BLC fuckers, we'll be there for you when you wake up. Listen to the Ryan Hates Everything podcast. Available on every major streaming platform. Paid for by Fred for Governor 2022. You're listening to the Black Lincoln Collective Podcast. Welcome back to the 68th episode of the Black Lincoln Collective Podcast. Seriously, guys, I can't say it enough. We absolutely love those dudes. CRA Entertainment. Yes. Please check them out whenever you can. CRA? And, and if they, I, I swear to God, we will rename 10 episodes in a row, CRA Entertainment. If, <laughs> if we get Mario Van Peebles, it will be the Black Lincoln Collective Podcast presented by CRA Entertainment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, yeah. They're most definitely sponsored. Most amazing thing. And he actually did do that. Like, you yeah. heard, I'm not kidding. We checked. Right. Actually sent me the information. This is amazing. Best day ever. Best <laughs> fucking day ever, Alan. Yes. Oh, but, yes. You know what, Fred? What I have to it? tell you this. One thing that didn't make this week the best oh. fucking day ever, however that works, is Fred, we didn't win one single Canadian podcast award. What? Which is strange because we're not Canadian. We're not, no. And I, I just assumed that that would give us a chance to win. I may look like Drake, but you do like you, you sing like Drake, buddy. Yeah. Drake, you see Drake's getting sued? Drake no, and uh, uh, Vogue magazine, Vogue, Jay Z and Drake, I guess, are releasing an album or something, and they did like a mock up, like for the album cover, like a fake yeah. Vogue magazine cover, and so like Vogue magazine. Uh, dude, how? How? That's <laughs> just like how soft is that to get be getting sued by Vogue? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, like why would you do it? Why did it have to be Vogue? I guess Vogue. That's like, yeah, that's like a woman's. Ma- well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's anything. I didn't even know magazines existed anymore. No, dude, who's the yeah, who magazines? Like, <laughs> remember back in the day? Magazines were huge. <laughs> magazines were huge. Remember kitty magazines for <laughs> I'm a, like, you know, everybody in the country and shit. Oh, like yeah. you go out there in the woods and you find like an old one like oh, yeah. that's been like in the dirt for like five years. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. And you picked it up and you never yeah, you thought, picked it up and looked at it too. Yeah. Looking. He's like, ooh. <laughs> It's true. It's true. You're like, look at that. It's a washed out, wet ass. Like the way paper like crumbled up. Yeah, it's it's got turnabout holes yeah. in the middle of her bush. Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember when you used to have like, uh, and kids don't remember this. When you had cable, you had the pay per view channels at the end, and they scrambled yeah. them and they paid for. 
And so you'd like watch it for hours. I remember so hours. 13 year old me that. sitting at home. Yeah, and every occasionally I'd see like a green titty. <laughs> <laughs> and it was always crooked freeze sideways. Frame. Yeah. yeah like, freeze right that. Yeah, like, <laughs> like one titty right in the middle. <laughs> all the time, all the time. Oh my God. All right. Well, Fred. I know there's a lot going on, but I have to give you guys a real quick Black Lincoln Collective podcast recommendation. You guys need to check out our friends at Ryan Hates Everything, their podcast. Funny dudes, like really super cool dudes. Check them out. Anyway, Fred, they are the ones who are sponsoring this week's weekly installment of one of our longest running segments ever. Oh, yes. It's time. Alan, do you have music? Uh, No. Supposed to have music. Okay. You, we said seven things of music for this. All right. Hold on. All right. All right. It's time for our returning segment that we do all the time. And if you haven't heard it, you haven't been listening to the show. Obviously, it's time for. Oh, this is Freddy's funky. International Linguistic Education Symposium Weekly. <laughs> this is some funky music. I like it. This is some symposium music, Fred. <sighs> okay, so Fred, you tell me. What, what do you want? You want the British? So what I've got what are for you, you doing? Set up what your, I got, your thing. Yeah, what I got for you this week is these are American terms and they're British equivalents. Okay. So right. I'm gonna so, give you there's an, so gonna there's an American people, word for something. Are they on playing cards. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an example right now. <laughs> Answer the question. Are they on playing cards, Fred? No, they're not. What are you talking about? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Fred's like dealing blackjack. It's while he's my, it's my lucky show. two of diamonds, man. Oh, the only is that the only it's my lucky two of diamonds. Is the two of diamonds is your lucky <laughs> card? You are not good at cards. <laughs> I hit I hit four of a cow with this two of diamonds. Leave me alone. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna give, give you an the, example. The British or so the in in America, yeah. we call Russia. We call it the bathroom. Okay. And then I in the loo. In British, yes, it's the loo. So this yeah. is what we're going for. Okay. okay. So right? we get to pick which one we want to do. Yeah. Which one? You then, tell okay. me American term first okay. or British term first. All right, I'm gonna let Alan guess these first because I've okay. watched a lot of British television in my life and I probably know some of them. All right. And wait, how many of these are there? Were you keeping score? Oh, yeah, I, I, I got, I got, I got a bunch of them. You got a bunch. You okay, so we're gonna do you ten, Alan. We're gonna do ten, right. and we're gonna see who wins. All right, all right. So, Alan, you pick first: uh, English or Canadian, or English or you fucking <laughs> English? What? How are we gonna know the difference? <laughs> well, American English or do British want, English? Do you want so you can ask for the American word, and I will English give you the American term, and you can tell me the British, or I can give you the British. Okay, wait, no, give me the British. You, you want the British. British. Okay. Give the British. Okay. Great so, the first one. A corgetti. A corgetti. <laughs> now you're shit, Fred. Hello. Well, I mean, that's them. A corgetti? Or corgetti. 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 It does sound Italian. Can you though. use it in a sentence? Yeah, can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> Hello, mate. Uh, no, that's... That, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hello. Okay. Excuse me. Can I have a Corgetti salad? Uh, isn't it a uh, lettuce? So terrible. Is it lettuce? Uh, is it lettuce? <laughs> this is a Cobb salad. <laughs> a zucchini. A zucchini? Okay, so zucchini. I wish you we could put these words. Maybe we'll have to put these words on a post. A zucchini is a Corgetti. 
a corgetti. Yeah, you go. That sounds so much <laughs> better. <laughs> no corgetti in me stir fry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't think laughs> <of> this. <laughs> all right so uh no points for anybody all right fred i would like to hear the english word or the american english word let us guess what it is in british okay so th- what is the british term for toilet paper Ooh, um Ass napkins. I don't. <laughs> what do you uh, bum bum bags? You got any bum bags? <laughs> Is it really bum bags? No. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, Alan. What do you? What's your guess? What's the word again? Toilet paper. Toilet paper. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, <laughs> toilet paper. Uh, ass wipe. a bog roll bog roll a bog roll okay yeah bog roll (laughs) all right now i'll give you two easy ones all right like for each of you so you you should you should know what do you you want guess the first two alan then i'll guess the second all right (laughs) this this is power rounds fred so who is who is the hero by the way if I was going first. I was, I was going, going first. So you want the, the American term or the British term? And like I said, these are this one's pretty easy. So I, I think easy. you just pick it. Just give it. Just one. pick it. Just, just pick it. Just pick it. Okay. Yeah, wild card. I, I just Good said night. the word a bum bag. A bum bag. A bum bag. Oh, I think. What, I what's the English? What's the American term for a bum bag? What a bum? <laughs> no, no. I think uh, <laughs> diaper. Oh uh, yeah, a diaper. No, it's not a diaper. No, no it's not a diaper. Uh, uh-uh. it's a fanny pack. Oh, yeah, it's a fanny pack. I was in the wrong direction with him. Yeah. Right? <laughs> All right, crisps. Oh, those are chips. Yes, like potato, potato chips. Uh, okay. Easy one now. I watch a lot of British if, TV, so if it's food related, I'm probably gonna get it right. Except if if, if a British guy came up to you and said. Hello, governor. You look gobsmacked. That means you look like you're stoned or stupid, right? No. Surprised. It is astonished. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 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 It's one point for uh, What else you got? How about a, oh, a mailbox? What do you think it's called a mailbox? Um, a cherry whipple. <laughs> no idea. Go get the cherry. The, cherry the cherry whipple's jam, late. <laughs> Keep ordering too much You're Amazon. British now. I can't fit it all in your cherry. The cherry whipple. Me package is too big for your cherry whipple, love. <laughs> <laughs> so I left it on your back porch. There it is. All right. So, I don't know. Uh, Alan, right. what's your guess for a toilet? A toilet? Or wait, what was it? A toilet? <laughs> it's a mailbox. No, what's a mailbox? Oh, a mailbox. Right. Uh, might be a bum toilet. I don't know. They might uh, call that see, a mailbox <laughs> would be a paper hole. <laughs> it's a, pill, a pillar box. Pillar box. Oh, okay. A pillar box. box. Okay, yeah. you said diaper. So, what do you think they call a diaper? Um, uh, like a, what do you call it? I don't know, like a bum bump. Bum, bum, no, bum, bum, bum. no, no, it's totally different. It's not anything it's a doing, but it's a, it's a, a tittle, tittle. Call it a, a nappy. 
Okay, yeah, I've heard that now. You heard it? You heard yeah, it? Yeah, nappy. I, knew, I didn't. I can't remember it, obviously, but I heard that. <laughs> Once you said it, I knew what it meant. Um, all right, what else you got? Give me. Right, right, I'll right, give you right, one, more, give one more. I'll give you one more. All more. right, one more. How about uh, 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 a sweater? Um, a toasty. A toasty <laughs> women don't pop. A sweater? <laughs> toasty women don't pop. <laughs> yeah, what do you think, Alan? Like a bread bun, they probably call it some weird. Uh, it's a sweater is probably some guy that sweats a lot. They call him King George. Oh no, I didn't, didn't go there. Yeah, I was a sweater. Sweaty, sweaty He's a sweater, all right. It's a jumper. Now explain the English. Now, what is a jumper? jumper? No, like that's a what a sweater is. Yeah, it's... we don't know what a jumper is. Oh, wait. oh, that's oh, oh okay. there you go. Okay. <laughs> oh, so <it> <laughs> a sweater for <laughs> us. Yeah, a yeah. sweater is, a, they call it a jumper. See, I thought the sweater was in the British. Oh, know. no. No, no, no. Yeah. No, we thought. No, I didn't Even though I was going to get it wrong, I mean, I still <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't think that. So, but a jumper is also a thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's a, yeah, like a. It's a jumper. Ain't that's it like a onesie? Ain't it like a onesie? Is that you for like kids? Oh yeah, that's a that's union like a, suit. Yeah, it's for them to jump in. A union suit? Yeah, call? that's a speed suit. A union suit. That has the thing in the back with the button. So when you take a dumpy, yeah. when you take a grumpy, you <laughs> just grumpy. <laughs> put the thing Stick down. Stick out right. your bumpy. Yeah, be like, you be like, hey, hey, governor, what <laughs> you <laughs> doing? Hey, governor, how you doing, governor? There's a button now, love. So don't go around to the rear and get your flip uh, flops. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I, I don't know who won that. I'm not. I'm going to be honest with you. Zero zero. I think oh, we I did one to one. I think we both <laughs> didn't do great. So that was Fred's International Linguistic Education Symposium Weekly. Weekly. Yeah, we're next back. week, guys. We'll do Cantonese. A whole new thing. <laughs> it's going to be Japanese. It's going to be lovely. I can't wait. So. <laughs> Thank you guys. We'll be right back. Bushy, bushy. Uh, with a little bit more of the Black Link Collective podcast. I don't know why I did that. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna, no, we're, we're not, not going, going nowhere. nowhere. We're not we're going, going nowhere. nowhere. Okay, I'm cool to keep going. Yeah, no, that's fine. All right. Well, welcome back. Again. <laughs> so, again. I just said it twice, right? I have some questions for you, friend. Can I pitch a movie to you, friend? Go ahead. It's a movie called Revengeance 2. <laughs> I do want to know about, like, so those guys they were talking about, like, I wonder if we could, like, I, I do seriously wonder if we would. I feel like that dude would be like, yeah, you do need to come and actually, you can get rid of the, the credit, Alan. Because it's no longer time. Wipe it away. No longer time for Fred's International Linguistic Education Symposium Weekly. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Not at all. We'll edit that in post. Anyway, so uh no, they were talking about I, I no, do feel won't. like uh, no, we won't. <laughs> I know we won't. I knew that already. Uh, <laughs> I feel like they would be like, yeah, dude, you gotta come audition to do oh, yeah, I would yeah, totally yeah. do it. I would totally do it. Yeah, hell yeah. We would fly the show out. If we do, guys, we're gonna we're gonna pimp the shit. I you think we pimp tater mids? <laughs> You've seen nothing. Like the pimping we would do, even if we had a momentary guy part in a movie. Yeah. What if we can talk Mario and Peebles and letting us in his next movie? Oh man, American Warships Two. American Warships Two, Electric Book. They need to, the aliens returned. The only one that can save the world <laughs> yeah, is the uh, Black League Collective. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Ooh, Ooh that's hot. That's what the world needs: is podcast cinema. What does that yeah, why aren't podcasters making movies? <laughs> well, good ones are. <laughs>
all the good ones do. That's funny. But no, I, dude, I just imagine that would be amazing. So anyway, yeah. yeah. So I yeah, even, like I said, even if we could just like just be in the background. But electric. Okay, so that was what I was saying. So American Warships Two should be American Warships Two. Ship happens. <laughs> Ship happens. <laughs> I really do feel like we, could, we would love. I would love if they were just like, "Hey, we're trying to write a, a comedy, a horror comedy." I would love to right. do that. That would be awesome. I'm not going to do it right now because it took me like a week to write the other thing. But you know, it was fun. I hope. It's Maybe not. We'll see. No one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> no one's listening at this point. We're just rambling on That's live weird. stream action. No, uh, but so yeah, Fred, you got anything else going on this week, buddy? Man. Oh, there's one thing we got to talk about. What are we got to talk about? It's sports news, and Alan doesn't have Boston. the cue. I know he doesn't. He's not ready for it. Sports, sports, Alan, news. sports news. Um, and we'll end the show after sports news. All right. There it is. Sports, 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 sports. Yeah. All right. So, Baggate cheating scandal rocks professional cornhole world. The Baggate cheating scandal is being touted as one of the greatest controversies in the history of the sport of cornhole, Fred. What? Cornhole. Yeah. You know, where you throw the bags of corn. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's where it came from. I don't know what a cornhole is. I, yeah, I believe that's what it was. So, but it was. Well, I know that's I guess maybe that no, was a you're well, the they, word cornhole comes word from something else. <laughs> before it was anything else. But anyway, a cheating scandal, no bag gate, has sent shockwaves across the professional cornhole world. The con- oh, of course, it had to start here. The controversy sparked in August of 2022 at the Cornhole League World Championships. Where at, Fred? In Wait. your own home state, no. of South Carolina. What? Where else would it be, Fred? Where at in South Carolina? I will will have the show researcher look that up. Bluffing. I'm still talking. It's uh, (laughs) probably at a rest area. Playing it on the side of the highway. It's cornholing at a rest area. (laughs) Like it's it's at a Hooters in in Darlington. Yeah, it's a Hooters parking lot. So uh, the The old abandoned Kmart. Oh, it was. Oh, oh. All right, I'm gonna let you guess. Let you Uh-oh. guess one of the one of the second tier, maybe not cities in this state. Probably second tier, top top seven city in the state, probably. Columbia? No, no, Columbia's top twenty six. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would say you're not gonna guess. Yeah, I'm gonna guess. Uh, All right, you're not gonna get it. Yeah, it's gonna be in. It's not gonna be any of the ones you think of the first time. Conway? No, close. Good guess. Not really. really. Uh, it was it was held in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Right, ah, yeah. the road. I keep thinking uh, Rock Hills in North Carolina. It well, it's it's basically outside of Charlotte. It's basically part of Charlotte. Yeah. So nowadays, essentially, it's that in Fort Mill. So anyway, so I'm not going to use names because I'm not trying to incriminate anybody. Mm-hmm. But one player filed a formal complaint against another player. Oh, two other players <coughs> claiming the number one ranked doubles team used illegal bean bags. <laughs> Illegal player bags. One, player one who will call Devin Harbaugh. That's a made up name. That's not him. <laughs> said, I thought the bags were too thin. There's a $15,000 purse on the line. For, $15,000. Yeah, $15,000 to win. But that, dude, that, that's not that much. I mean, that's a lot of money, but it's not like, I mean, you got to think. For like, playing work. cornhole. Yeah, but you got that. You, that's competitively playing it. 
Like these aren't you think you can just show up and be like, hey buddy, I'm I was like playing with Mark Yur. No, like, I've seen I've seen on. I've seen You're it. You're the yeah, number three I mean, ranked team. <laughs> just because you came in hot. <laughs> you brought your own bags, you're ranked number eight. Let's go. <laughs> it's a bring uh, your own bag tournament. You bring your own bag, you automatically get the ranking. <laughs> it's a bring your own bag tournament. B-O-D. B-Y-O-B. B-Y-O-B, bring your own bag. It's a slogan of our show now. Uh, no, you got to uh, bring your own set. Yeah, bring the whole shit. Yeah, bring the whole bring, shit. Bring we short sets. too. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have to use mismatched bags now. Can't do nothing about that. Now, after the complaint was lodged, officials performed a bag inspection, which it sounds like. <laughs> however, Been over and however, get this. <laughs> the others, let me see your bags, boy. The other two uh, people who were not going to say their name but let's just call them Lopez and Richards also wanted the opponent's bag to be inspected as well. Turns out none of the guys were using regulation size bags. Oh, all cheating. <laughs> Officials. Okay. So they've ultimately decided they weren't intentional and they let the thing go on, but he said, it's possible, but I'm pretty confident it wasn't intentional. Yeah, that shit was intentional. Yeah, shit. that shit was intentional as fuck. Hell yeah. And so Lopez, uh, the guy we're calling Lopez, claimed, I don't know how they became illegal size. We did not boil the bags. <laughs> they boil their bean bags. I guess that's how they do it. You know? They boil their own bean bags. Like, boil my bags I'm gonna boil my bags. <laughs> Go ahead, <laughs> man. Stick your bag in that water. Man. Yeah, boil them up. That's <laughs> <laughs> This is okay. So, and this is my favorite. This has got to be my favorite thing. Someone on the addicted to cornhole Facebook page. <laughs> Which has, <laughs> has eighty five thousand members. Oh my! That God. now he said it's funny that you think it's funny that anyone believed it would be. All, oh, hold on! <clears throat> it's funny as hell that anyone believed it'd be all friendship and rose petals forever and cornhole. <laughs> now the dirty underbelly is being exposed. <laughs> the dirty underbelly. Yeah, yeah. cornhole is fast. It's a fast growing sport. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. I seen know. uh, I, I I watched the tournament on ESPN, and it was sponsored yeah. by by Manscaped. They said the top. <laughs> the <commercial laughs> well, who else would do it? The top players earn around two hundred fifty thousand dollars from earn, annual earnings, endorsements, and sponsorships. Man, come on, that's not dude. bad. That is great. That's not that's bad, great. man. So what does it take to be a top player? Alan, get okay. I'm gonna get Mario. So, what is what I'm gonna do? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call Mario Man Peoples and I'm gonna ask him if he knows anybody from the professional cornhole league. <laughs> and be like, Mr. Van Peoples, we really want you on the show, but more importantly, do you know Jeff Ritzful from <laughs> you get us connected with him? We really want him. And of course they from the uh, USCH. Yeah, the, the gentlemen are who are do this are exactly like me. They're exactly what you expect them to be. Yeah. Pull them up for you for a second, just so you can see. Oh yeah, I've seen them, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you know what these guys they're, yeah. they're great guys. They're just lovely gentlemen. There, there's some of the gentlemen that yeah. exactly who you would expect to do. That. By Bush hey, they're sponsored by uh, Bush's Baked Beans. Hell's Baked Beans. <laughs> Fire Cornhole. Now that's hilarious. If their name is Fire Cornhole, that's this one right here. That's awesome. 
It is Fire, fire Cornhole. Look. Uh, Maybe that's your team name. <laughs> you're co- fire Cornhole. Cornhole on fire. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Fred, it's the biggest controversy in sports this year. Oh, my goodness. I just need you to weigh in. Do you think that. Bigger, uh, than, you, bigger than Kyrie or. Uh, bigger than, oh, than yes. the midterm yes. elections. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and not, not right. as big as the mullet championships. No, not as big as the mullet championships. Uh, have to get to. That's going to need more. Somebody money. got caught cheating in that, too. He was wearing extensions. He was Devon. Devon. Yeah. <laughs> God's drapes. God's yeah. extensions. You're out. Andre Agassi from 1989 with your amazing mullet. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny Powers. Jarman Kenny Powers. I was like, Kenny Powers. Joe Dirt is on the list of greatest mullets. <laughs> Patrick Swayze as well. From Point Break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about Garth Brooks? He is on. I believe he's on there. Let's yeah, see. Garth Blake Brooks. Blake Shelton is. No, Billy Ray Cyrus is. Yeah, that's who it was. Billy Jared Ray Allen, Jarmer Yager, you know, yeah. Randy Johnson. Which Randy Johnson? Well, and any, Mario Lopez. Any hockey player. <laughs> So, yeah, pretty much any hockey player from yeah. up to this day. Uh, John Crook. Randy Johnson did didn't John Crook have one? Dude, I seen, I seen a mullet the other a day, man. That shit was crazy. That mullet, they, it's coming back. It is. Well, all yeah, this It's back. back. Yeah, it's back. Yeah. And, like, people nowadays, people are skilled enough to, like, do it. Oh, like, yeah, to, like, cut it up. Yeah. Like, and I feel like most people's would look really cool, but mine would look, because I was alive in the 80s, yeah. the 90s. Mine would look exactly like an old-ass mullet, and people would be like, that's <laughs> That's the thing is, if you live through the decade, your hair can do that. Yeah. So, like, yeah, but I'm not doing it. I mean, that's for the younger kids. Like, yeah, no, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Like, I'm not. I could. I could grow a box right now. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not. I'm not gonna be 45 years old walking around with a box. That's awesome. (laughs) I'm not doing it. Because it'd be all salt, pepper, gray. No, <laughs> we'll look like bitches. We could go hang out on street corners and be like, We're cool too, kids. Like, go, hey, get some, kids. go get some, uh, yeah, some parachute pants. Yeah, where are we <laughs> hanging tonight, gentlemen? What's on fleek tonight? Yeah, what's on? Yeah. No capping, dog. Look at me, I'm snatched. Jack said cap the other night to oh, his sister. He was like, Cap, and I was that's like, That's, cap, that's cap. Gets it. Like, you're not cool enough either. <laughs> yeah, just say you're lying. I'm just saying, be like, no, no, thank you. All right, guys. Well, I think we're going to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We had a great show. Again, check out CRA Entertainment. Check out the Ryan Hates Everything podcast. Uh, Cool dudes. We'll probably have them on in the near future. And uh, have a rocking weekend. Eric, proud to hear everything. You're kicking ass. Yeah, good job, Eric. Keep doing it, buddy. So, peace out. Say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. I'll see you later. are laughing <laughs> and we are very good friends <laughs> good buddy sharing a special moment <laughs>
Well, that's all, folks. Hasta la vista, baby. Goddamn hip. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. As you know, I'm a man of special needs. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Thank you for your cooperation. Good night. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. Stay classy, San Diego.